The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Hello, and boy, that was... Hello. <laughs> Aggressive. Welcome. I know, I just came right out of the gate. I've got all this Memorial Day energy, I guess. Whatever. Hello, and welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. My name is Matt Connor. Clearly, I'm amped up for tonight. I'm with Sterling Holmes. We're here on another episode. Sterling, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing well, but apparently not as good as you. I don't know if you just, (laughs) you got into the Patrick Chung stash. I don't know what happened to you over there, but that hello was aggressive. Hello. Hello, everybody. Yeah. It's like a spinal spinal tap segment. You're just in here going, hello, Cleveland. Wait, where where are we at? Where, what's going on? (laughs) Hello, Raider Nation. I mean, Chief's Kingdom. Anyway. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. And uh, Sterling, tell me about your Memorial Day weekend. Was there anything to sort of enjoy the weekend, honor the occasion, anything, or was it pretty normal? Uh, not, not a ton. My girlfriend did a farmer's market down at Park Place in Kansas City. If you want to check out her cookies, they're phenomenal. Sweet Designs KC. I eat about four a day. I, I need, I, I'm getting thick over here. I'm turning into like <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. You know, when he went from wide receiver to tight end, ooh, I'm going from ooh. wide receiver to like left tackle. I, I So <laughs> wait, is that, is that thick with a CK or two multiple C's? C's, multiple, uh, multiple C's, but ooh. no Memorial day. C's. Shout out to everyone who has family in the military. Anyone who's lost any, any loved ones. Um, you know, we're thinking of you on this day. Yeah. It's not just a day off. It's this is not for people who have a day off of work. This is for people who have served, people who have lost someone that served. So we do want to remember that on on this day. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. My um, I had all kinds of family serve, so it's always just a good reminder. I went to visit my grandmother um, this weekend. Took a little trip, and we buried my we buried her husband, my grandfather, earlier this year, and. He served, and so she talked about she went to six cemeteries and just did the whole tour of all kinds of family. It was 
yeah, she does that every year for Memorial Day and yeah, sobering, but also a good reminder for us all. Yeah. Yeah. Do have a lot of Chiefs to get into today. We're going to talk about wide receiver two. I think Matt and I are probably going to disagree because we disagreed all last show. Uh, we'll talk uh, some of some surprising free agents still left, including some former Chiefs. But one thing we do have to do, da-na-na, your pubic service announcement, Manscaped 4.0. It's out, baby. PSA brought to you by Manscaped.com. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is now available for purchase in USA and Canada. Not going to lie. I got it early. It is phenomenal. Went from looking like, like a member of those hair metal bands. You know what I'm talking about? Like no one wants to look like you're in the 1980s. Like, sure, that was cool in the 80s. We're out of there. It's not welcome to the jungle anymore. Okay. Get out of that and get the Manscaped 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, promo code FANSIDED2020% off and free shipping. Again, manscaped.com, FANSIDED2020% off and free shipping. All right, Matt, Chiefs talk here. Wide receiver two is still a question mark. Who was going to step up? I put a poll out on Twitter about a week ago. Uh, not Bobby Schmurda. Just actually, I put a tweet out about a week ago. Who was going to take over that wide receiver two spot? Cornell Powell, McCole Hardman, D-Rob, Byron Pringle. Who ends up with the most yards out of that group? Well, boy, that's really interesting because there's a part of me that wants to say, none of them will have as many as a new guy yet to join the team. Like that's kind of what I want to say, but that feels, I know, I know that feels a little bit risky and, and you know, you're asking a specific question. I don't want to dodge it. So I, I will say I'm not even sure that all those guys make the team this fall. Mm. And to me, Hardman is the guy who's, I, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a believer there than most people. I think, and I think he's wanting to put in the work. I think he's been put on notice. Um, I think he's well aware of of the reputation, and 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 I think he's underrated. I think he deserves a lot more credit than he's been given by the by the casual Chiefs fan, the ones that maybe aren't <laughs> really into nuance. Like you're either great or you suck. You know, like that's. So I, I think there's been an unfair shadow over him and yeah, I could see him really putting in the work and, and developing the route tree a bit more. Um, and you know, to be that much more effective, I mean, if so, the chief's problems are solved because that top end speed, you know, he's got the uncoachable traits that if he could get some things together, um, you know, could really, could really break out. I mean, we saw that happen with the likes of Tyreek. So, um, but yeah, that would be my guess. But but what's your guess with that current crop? Who do you like? Before I get to mine, you said one of these guys or multiple may not be on the roster. That's El Caliente. Who do you, <laughs> who, who, like who do you think is getting cut? Who who is yeah. not making it? Well, I mean, I mean, to me, Demarcus Robinson is the prime target there. If we're looking at guys who could be surprise roster cuts, look. Here's what I think. I think if you sign a contract with the Kansas City Chiefs for one year and around $1 million or less, you're fighting for your job. Like, 
I mean, to me, that goes to Austin Blythe. To me, that goes to, I mean, like anyone who signs one year, $1 million-ish, there's no safety there. There's, I mean, there's no, I, I don't know. I mean, do I sound silly for for thinking that? To me, it's Kyle Long. It's any it's anyone who who is not going to cost much to get rid of. I just, I think, I think, you know, they say actions speak louder than words. I think money, like money talks here. And I think no matter what the coaches are going to say, to me, that's what that means. I mean, you could cut me for a million. Like, even with scissors, you could cut me for a million dollars. And I I am I will be perfectly content. I will be laughing all the way to the hospital. I think McCall Hardman is the answer for me, too. I was surprised. I thought there was going to be a lot more folks when I put this Twitter poll out that were going to say D-Rob. D-Rob came in fourth. Like, a lot more people were comfortable with Byron Pringle than D-Rob. The, the thing is why the, – the reason why I was surprised here is D-Rob knows this system. He's been slowly given more and more reign, I feel like. I, I think that Andy Reid enjoys what he brings to the table. He's not going to struggle for playing time, again, if he makes the roster. I think he does. The question is, what can he do when he's on the field? They like using him in blocking schemes a lot more. McColl obviously has the higher upside. McColl's yep. had more yards – this past two years than D-Rub had the past two years. I'm going with McColl Hardman, but I wouldn't be surprised if D-Rob was the guy. You said the Chiefs, you know, that the, the yards may come from someone not currently on this roster. Who do you think that could be? Well, and you know, obviously we're all waiting on where Julio Jones is going to go. I, here, Here's what I think, right? Do you believe that the chiefs are suddenly okay at a position in which they've already exhibited a longing to go get a guy. Like, what do you think? Right. We saw it with tackle. They struck out with Trent Williams. And then for a while we were like, Oh, you know, maybe they will be okay. Just bringing back Eric Fisher, or maybe they will just be okay drafting a guy. And then when they got their guy in Orlando Brown, it's like we all woke up again and we're like, Oh yeah, I forgot that he went like deep sea fishing for like the Loch Ness monster to start out the <laughs> offseason, right? And so I think, you know, Nate Taylor of the Athletics said that the Chiefs swung and missed. Now we know about Juju Smith Schuster, but Nate Taylor also said that they did the same for TY Hilton and they did the same for Josh Reynolds, and neither one of those worked out. So to me, like are, have we fallen asleep again forgetting that Hey, Veach already went fishing and didn't catch anything, but like he's already shown if I went fishing once, I'm not done until I get my catch. So it seems kind of silly to me to think, oh, well, we drafted Cornell Powell. So that's the same as Juju Smith-Schuster. To me, that signals something's something's coming. Even if it's not Julio Jones, I'm not trying to say we're going to top everyone there, but do you feel like Veach is done fishing here? Do you think we're do you think we're looking at the totality of competition at wide receiver in preseason? I think as far as if they don't get Julio, which I, I again I'm a bigger proponent of them potentially landing Julio than most folks, just based on the aggressive nature of Brett Veach. But I don't think there's going to be another big named wide receiver that would come in. 
I, I just don't. I, I don't know of other big name wide receivers who are still looking to get either traded or on the on the market. This year was a pretty poor year for free agent wide receivers when Juju Smith-Schuster and T.Y. Hilton, who has been injury prone or had the Sammy Watkins issue for the past few seasons, that's not a not a deep class. Like Marvin Jones Jr. was a guy I was trying to really bang my my fist for, and it's not like Marvin Jones Jr. is some top, I don't know, 20 wide receiver. Like, there's just not a lot, and Julio Jones is by far the biggest name, most production still left. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is it. If they don't get Julio, I would have to say, yeah, I think this is who they go in with. Maybe Maurice French finally gets hit the chance that the fans think that he deserves. Maybe Garrett Dieter actually gets a couple catches this season. I, I don't know. I just would be surprised if all of a sudden we, if it's not Julio, if there's some other big name guy that they bring in. Well, I, I get it, but I guess I think to me, the door isn't shut on shopping until the NFL trade deadline, which I'm pretty sure is early November. So we've got a good six months because I mean, Sterling, t- think about this, man. I'm thinking, you know what, like what are the jets or what are the giants going to do if they start one and five sure. and it's clear they're going nowhere and you got some of these guys who could be a free, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, whatever. Right. I mean, if, are the Steelers really not trading Schuster on a one-year deal to the Chiefs, which would be the ultimate irony or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, like the Bengals look better there. The Browns look incredible there. The Ravens are always competitive. Someone's going six and ten. Someone is going six and ten. And that line is soft. Big Ben is old. Like, maybe it's I, I don't know. All I'm saying is maybe the New York Giants deal Sterling Shepard. Maybe the Jets trade Jamison Crowder. Maybe the the Jags trade Shark. You know, maybe I don't know. I'm just saying there there could be other guys out there. What do you think? Sure, sure, and I like that idea. Uh, my thinking more was before Week One, but if we're going before the trade deadline, I could definitely see a deal getting getting made. Unless, again, the caveat is always going to be if McCall Hardman takes a jump that so many people are counting on him taking. That's the big caveat. If McCall Hardman comes out and makes plays like he did against the Titans consistently, that catch where it looked like he was already in the end zone by the time he caught the ball, then, then sure, I think they stay pat. But it just always comes down to, is McCall going to take that next step? And if they fall in love with Cornell Powell and they give him playing time and he turns out to be that wide receiver two that link that that's that's missing the Sammy Watkins but the healthy Sammy Watkins then you know maybe they they try and say let's give our young guys an opportunity that could be the way the Chiefs are thinking at some point we do have to say you know what if we're paying Mahomes half a billion dollars he's got to start making these guys better like Aaron Rodgers has basically had Devontae Adams Mm -hmm. and then what you know, at some point we have to say, if you're an elite quarterback, which obviously Mahomes is, yeah, he's got to make these guys better. Right. That that's what he's getting paid for. Like, I think at some point we're going to have to have that conversation. Man, no, I, gosh, well, this is a great time for it. Do you think that you know he has the guys? You know, like I, yeah, you know, like I'm just thinking of all the guys maybe in Indianapolis who were. You know, like I, like I grew up watching Peyton Manning, you know, like I'm an Indiana native. 
so Colts or everything, you know, there. And, you know, like Peyton would just make some of these guys like Austin Cauley or, you know, Dallas Clark and Jacob Tammy at wide receiver or tight end. You know, I mean, he had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison who were obvious talents, but, but then he also made these guys look good. And every, you know, every great quarterback does it. Uh, do you think maybe Veach's pursuit of someone like a, a Smith Schuster or signing Sammy in the past was unnecessary because of Mahomes' ability to maybe elevate a guy? I don't want to say unnecessary because we saw how much better the offense was. Yeah. I guess you I guess you can make the case of you're probably going to have less close games. Like the Chiefs can either win by three or they can win by 14. But at the end of the day, a win's a win. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's a thinking. Mahomes obviously can make other players better. Like we've seen Byron Pringle have, I don't know, has he had a 100-yard game? Like I thought he had maybe one 100-yard game. E- either way, Mahomes can make other players better, but it's much easier when guys are getting open. I think the the other big thing to take notice here is the offensive line is much better. Like this is going to be the best offensive line, at least on yeah. paper, that Mahomes will have in front of him. That right there should help in and of itself. The defense is much better than when he first took over and they lost in the AFC Championship. So just looking in, in big totality, yeah, maybe wide receiver two is not – as deep or as much talent as we may like. But when you look at this team as a whole, this may be the best team that Mahomes has actually played with. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the idea of giving him more time and seeing what version of Mahomes plays out there. That's great. You brought up this grouping of wide receivers and the questions surrounding them. And I want to ask you about one, because I guess I would say, at, you know, the off season gives us all a lot of time to like overthink things. Right. And, and I think I, I've like, I will find even sometimes my own opinions will sway given enough time to think about it, whatever. Oh, Stephen A. Smith that you could, you argue against yourself. It's like, Oh, sure. What, sure. One week you're like, I'm on this side. The next week you're like, I'm an idiot. And then you're realizing I am just <laughs> going against myself. No, I, I call this Stephen A. Smith. That's what I, that's okay. what I call it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I am, I am him and, and, and Hey, I started the show as aggressive as him already. So maybe I'm him already. Right. Uh, I was like, hello. And then, and then went to it. I guess I'm thinking of Byron Pringle because I started this off season just like, we need to play Byron more, get Byron the ball, get Byron reps, clear the depth chart in front of him, make it happen. And now I'm looking at it just thinking, Gosh, am am I like really overreacting to a few key plays that I've seen? Uh, I mean, it almost seems. I mean, some people are like pencil Pringle in at number two, and then I'm and then now I'm screaming, "Oh my gosh, that's so irresponsible!" I just kind of wondered where you were at on Byron, and and in general, is Chiefs Kingdom overinflating his potential, or or at least, yeah, believing too much about him based on the evidence we have. I like Byron Pringle. Uh, I, I like that he went to K-State. I'm a Mizzou guy, but you always like local guys. It's fun. I think he's a fine wide receiver three. I think he's the same ilk as a Demarcus Robinson, a Chris Conley, which is a very useful player to have. I don't see the 
the upside as far as a legitimate bona fide wide receiver too, in my opinion. And, and again, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Just in my opinion, I see him as a very solid wide receiver three. I think it's where he fits in again, Chris Conley, Demarcus Robinson, useful guys, well-rounded players. I just don't see him going for a thousand yards. I don't see him catching, you know, 10 touchdowns. I, I just don't see that happening in my opinion. What if you're wrong? That'd what if fantastic. you're wrong? Parker? I would love to be wrong. And again, I, I, I like Byron Pringle. I, I'm i not saying he's a bad player. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I think if I'm going on what his upside or his potential could be, I'm looking at maybe yeah. 800 yards, six touchdowns would be great. That, that's what I think. And I, I just yeah. think McCall Harden, hey, for example, has more potential. I don't think D-Rob is all of a sudden going to go for 1,010 touchdowns. doesn't mean I don't like Demarcus Robinson. It just means he's not shown me that right. top end ability, and that's fine. Well, I, I'm with you. I would even say Demarcus has shown us more than Byron. Like he's had those big games before, and so for us to believe it about Byron and not Demarcus, like to create this great disparity between those two feels unrealistic to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll leave it there. Um, you're listening to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. We'll be right back after this break. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowhead Attic podcast. Of course, you know that because you're we're in the middle. I don't need to say who we are and what we're doing. What Unless are we I doing, was with Matt. I thought we were doing a '90s rock podcast. I was. Uh, he was I so Sterling. Sterling, I caught Sterling listening to Everclear when we started the show today. He was like singing in the background. I'm making part of this up, but you were talking about Everclear. Yeah, I was. Are I was you? not listening to the alcohol because that would be ridiculous. The band Everclear. Yes, I was. <laughs> the song Santa Monica. I don't know how it happened. He starts. He's somehow Everclear came up and he starts singing the song What It's Like by Everlast. And I'm like, no, dude, wrong band. That's Everlast. Then he started singing a Third Eye Blind song. And I'm just sitting here like, Matt, what the? Come on. I'm like, you're better than this. They all run together. You're better than this, They Matt. all run together. I am. I am better than this, but, but it's so right. I don't know. I, I, you're gonna see Maybe I just like Everlast. <laughs> Is the verb going to make no. an appearance? Oh man. Be still my heart. I love Is it. Is vertical horizon right? about to somehow come in here in this conversation? <laughs> tonic. I, th- I, yeah, just ta- tonic I think tonic and, is going to uh... somehow swing through. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Let's get back into chiefs. Wait, do you like Everclear? Wait, can we stay on this for just a second? I mean, they're, they're Did all you right. like that like, band? Yeah, they're sure. I mean, like, I like them as much as I like Yellow Card, which is like three songs worth. <laughs> Do you have a Collective Soul tattoo? Holy bleep, dude. I love Collective Soul. Uh, my girlfriend and I may go to Collective Soul in Sticks. I saw Sticks when I was like eight, and I, my mom always goes, "You fell asleep during Lady." I'm like, "Well, yeah, those songs." When you're <laughs> when, when you're a kid, I don't want to hear about these these terrible ballads. Give me, you, you know, what? Uh, like give me like Renegade. Like give me something Dude, good. I love that song. Lady, you don't yeah, like that when song? You're, yeah, I get it now. But when you're eight, that's brutal. Okay, when you're eight, you're like, Dude, "Good is good, man. Good is good." Good, a good song is a good song. Okay, but heavy eight, by collective soul. I'm sorry is great. if you don't have taste. Heavy by collective soul, fantastic. Also, I just I just like collective soul. Okay, I get it. Maybe I'm a middle aged like mom, but I like collective soul. Sue me. 
Are they good? I I don't really. I just remember that uh, December shine. Haven't let your light shine heavy. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that that song? Is that what yeah, it's called? Shine. Yeah, a shine. Yeah. Rhythm what song are you talking about? Drive, sing girl. it. Hey, sing that song sing. that you were talking about. The heavens has it. a very good guitar intro. You're on the spot. You made me sing "Share" on the air of your show one time. That is that is Give fair. Us- well, while you saying share, I am not going to share my terrible singing voice because that is not what All the right. listeners want to hear. That's true. Let's get back into some Chiefs. Let's talk this. I I just want to I just want to talk a little bit about the greatness of Tyreek Hill because I went fishing for some statistics and we're talking about wide receivers already. Sterling, let me tell you something. I just want you to respond to this. If Tyreek Hill makes the Pro Bowl this year, which sounds like a pretty safe assumption, right? I mean, we sure, all hope he's healthy, sure. whatever, but penciling him in for the Pro Bowl sounds good. If he makes it this year, it's six Pro Bowls in his first six seasons. Only 22 players in the history of the National Football League at any position at all have done that. In fact, if he doesn't make it this year, he's already one of 33 who have ever made five in five seasons ever at any position. Like if you're defining greatness now, look, we all know the pro bowl is, you know, question, you know, popularity content. Like people have problems saying like using the pro bowl as a metric. However, first like sustained greatness is so hard and starting at a sustained great level as a rookie is hard. And Tyreek has done both of those through five seasons, two wide receivers ever, A.J. Green of the Cincinnati Bengals, Tyreek Hill. That's it. No one else even, that's not an active list. That's all players ever. Give me some thoughts. He's just been so amazing. And it's crazy to me that the NFL as a whole, as far as general fan bases, are just now catching up to this. For the longest time, everyone kept saying, oh, he's a return man. Or they would say, okay, well, he is just a deep threat. He is a complete wide receiver. He is a top five, easy top five wide receiver in the NFL. I I just, I'm glad he's finally getting his due. Uh, Again, Pro Bowls to me, they're not the full story. I think all pros are where most players would like to be. But when you look back on people's career, you still pull up Pro Bowl stats. You just do, especially where we're at. We always say, oh, Pro Bowls don't really matter. And then guess what? You're going to cite Pro Bowl statistics. It still means you're a very, very good player. (laughs) Just to me, I'm just glad Tyreek Hill is finally getting his due as a complete, bona fide wide receiver. To me, this is huge for him. Great for Kansas City. Uh, I'm just very happy he's getting his due. Let me ask you this. Do you think we would, do you think people in general, NFL fans, would call Tyreek Hill the best receiver in football if not for the offseason drama with his fiance, the, the, the whole child abuse scandal, whatever? If that wasn't the cloud or the shadow, or if he didn't enter the NFL with a previous cloud of that type, do you think we're talking about Tyreek in different terms? Dog needs to stay off of TikTok. That's a terrible decision. He needs to cut that out ASAP. Uh, but no, I, I still think you got DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I think Julio was there for the first couple seasons. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is there. You can make a case for Devontae Adams. Michael Thomas in his one, maybe two seasons. 
just personally, I still think he slots in top five, maybe you could say top three. But the NFL and fans, for the most part, do a disti- do the distinction of on-field and off-field drama as far as they don't really equate the two. In my opinion, I don't think a lot of folks do that. So I, I don't think it's necessarily hurt his – it's hurt his as far as appearance and, and, and all of that stuff. But as far as the play, I don't think that's really made a, in my opinion, noticeable difference. Like Alden Smith, sorry. Sure, like just, sure. I got to jump back in. Like Alden Smith, for example, everyone knows Alden Smith can play football, but everyone knows that he's off the field. No, like <laughs> bad. But I don't think anyone equates the the two. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm surprised he's not all done, Smith, based on how many chances he's been given, if you know that, what I mean. That was terrible, Matt. That was I, a good one. That was, it was uh, good. It was so bad, it was good. Also, he went to Mizzou. Fun fact for you. Yeah, t- true, true. I just wanted to, I just like using that pun. Anyway, all right, <laughs> let's wrap up. Let's wrap up the show. I want to do, I just want to run, I want to run by a few candidates to you. We can riff just a minute here. But, you know, like there's a few, there are some free agents that aren't surprising to me who were former chiefs, but I got to say there's a few former chiefs who are a little surprising to me that they're still available given that like we're now into June basically. And these guys are still out there and that's a little surprising to me. So I wanted to ask you if you were as surprised as I am, if I say I'm surprised that Lev Bell is still out there available as a free agent. And I say that because the likes of Amir Abdullah have already found a home for the, for the 2021 season. Are you surprised the bells out there? No, I'm not. The majority of it. The reason why is it probably comes down to finances. I have no idea what he's asking. I, I have zero idea what Le'Veon Bell is asking. He actually did a great job in Kansas city. As far as we didn't hear a peep. Like we never heard Le'Veon Bell being dis disgruntled. We never heard him saying, I, "I need more carries. Give me the ball." We never heard that. But I would just assume, based on previous contract negotiations, he's probably not taking Abdullah's contract. So that's probably yeah, where I'm yeah, at. You're right. I, you're right. You're right. That's a that's a false equivalence. Yeah, I, I would go. It's it's more contracts rather than play but even at the end of the day i just don't know how much he has left in the tank uh he it didn't really show me a lot of hope when he came here to kansas city i said when he got here his best attribute is going to be pass blocking and that's probably where he made the biggest impact it wasn't necessarily his runs it wasn't him out of the backfield it was his him being a veteran presence uh, a guy who is going to try and pick up his blocks as best as he can. And he did a, he did a fine job with that. I, I just don't know how much he has left in the tank as far as being a, he's not a number one in my opinion anymore. As far as even splitting carries, I just don't know where he, he slots in. Uh, let me ask about the biggest one. And we've talked to Bashad Breeland before, but, are, but just how surprised are you that he's still there? Extremely, man. I, I have no idea as far as, off the field, there's been guys who have done much worse in the NFL that have gotten way more opportunities. As far as on the field, he's shown and proven that he is a, I would say, top-end cornerback two, a very, very bottom of the CB1. I think he has proven that his one-year deals, he's done that for how many years now? How many prove-it deals has Bashad Brillen taken? And at some point, you have to say, okay, he's proven, he's proven it. At some point, those one-year prove-it deals 
turn into one year veteran deals. And I get where he he's wants to get paid. Uh, we don't know exactly what he's asking. I know on Twitter at one point he said less than ten million a year, and I'm like, yeah, I would I would sign him for I don't know three year twenty four, two year sixteen. Like I feel like that's a very reasonable <laughs> contract for a very solid cornerback. I get the penalties. Like I understand fans are upset, yeah. but in Spag's system, he wants guys who are physical. He wants guys to be aggressive. And just the way in today's NFL, cornerbacks get penalties. It happens. If you watch a cornerback every single game, he's going to get beat sometimes. Like if you watch Jalen Ramsey, he's going to get beat sometimes. He's going to get called for penalties. I just, I think it's been unfair to an extent what he has had to do as far as just on the field football production is is concerned. Let me ask you one more. Um, and, and this one, I want to ask about Austin Ryder and I, I know that Austin Ryder isn't, you know, I think most of chiefs kingdom is glad to see upgrades attempted at the center position, but Austin Ryder is also a two year starter for a super bowl team. Are you surprised he's still floating out there? A little, I don't, again, I, I don't know the contract that always comes to the caveat of contract, but I'm not super surprised he everyone knew he wasn't the reason why Kansas City was thriving. Like he he was a a stopgap and he did a fine job. When you look at the PFF numbers, when you look at some of the 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 advanced numbers, he wasn't great. He never got a good push in the run game. Uh, his size was always into question. You know, I guess I'm not too surprised. I, I'm really not his age. No one thinks he's all of a sudden going to morph into a a stud center. Like no one thinks that the potential is just off the charts for Austin Ryder. I think he is a fine center, probably more useful as a backup. You can use him in, you know, maybe center and guard. I, I guess I'm not too shocked. Are you shocked? Yeah, I, I guess I would push back on that just a little bit. I, you know, I think Ryder, you know, he played himself into a starting role with the Browns and then got injured and then fell down the depth chart. That that's what just what some happens sometimes after you get injured, and then came to Kansas City and then really bit, like held off the competition, even that they brought in like Dan Kilgore, etc. You know, I mean, the Chiefs really tried to go cheap at the position, and and it showed. I mean, because Casey is used to Rodney Hudson, Mitch Morse. You know, so it's going to feel good to have Creed Humphrey there. In no way am I saying we should still have Ryder. I was very happy for that addition. But I also think NFL teams cry foul in general over the state of offensive line play around the league. And it makes sense to me that a guy who's been the starting center for a Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl loser would find a, a spot. That I, I guess I just can't get around that experience. Um, yeah, I, I'm just a little surprised he's still out there. I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm going to look up at his age. I don't know how old he is. And that may be playing a factor too. He is 29. That's not, not old by any means. I just yeah. don't know if, for example, if young teams that are rebuilding want to bring in a 29 year old, or if they're going to say, Hey, let's let a couple of 23 year olds try and fight it out and see which one we like best. And if you are a playoff contending team, I don't see many playoff contending teams saying we need Austin Ryder to be our starting center. 
Like nothing against Austin Ryder. No, I he, get it. He, I get he's it. fine, but wait, where was the weakest point on Kansas City? It, it was typically offensive line, and it was typically the interior offensive line. So nothing yeah. against Austin Ryder. We love his contributions. He'll always be a, a champion and a Super Bowl winner. I just I'm just I guess I'm just not that surprised. No, I get what you're saying. I guess it wouldn't surprise me to see a team like the Packers. They lost Corey Lindsley, right? He was the big yeah. pre-agent. Yep. They drafted a second rounder, Josh Myers, um, out of Ohio State. And that's what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs put a one-year sort of fringe veteran in competition with the second round pick, and they're gonna let them duke it out for the for the center role in Austin Blythe. And so I it would it would occur to me that another team like the Packers could take that approach, bring in Ryder as the immediate competition. You have a starter there if someone's not ready. Anyway, certainly wish Ryder the best and hope he's able to find a home soon. Catch Sterling Holmes on Twitter at HomestretchKC. I'm at Matt Connor AA. Stay with us this week for more content at arrowheadaddict.com. Otherwise, we'll see you later on this week with a new episode on the Arrowhead Addict Podcast.